We've been looking for four weeks. If you've missed it, we have all the messages online on our YouTube channel. Four weeks on every week, a different reason from the Bible why we should adore and worship and love and follow Jesus. And tonight we're wrapping up this series. So if you missed it, no big deal, because we want to tie some loose ends together. And I want to say this, in order to grab the full meaning of Christmas, like any good story, you need to read the beginning, but you have to read the end. So in fact, some of the greatest advice, Christmas gift for you readers, I've always been a reader, uh, is when you get to graduate school and you have thousands of pages to read, you need to learn to read differently. So in order to read a long book, uh, a prof in my first year said, read the first chapter, read the last chapter, you've got the whole book. Sorry, authors, that's just how it works. They give you the thought at the beginning. They give you the reason at the end. And then if you want to read the whole book fast, first chapter, last chapter, then every chapter, first paragraph, last paragraph, you'll read the book really fast. And guess what? You'll get everything the author is really trying to say. The rest is details. And uh, I don't know if that's exactly true, but I found it to be really helpful. And, and I, want to, I want us to do this tonight. If you want to grab the meaning of Christmas... We read the beginning and we read the end, and that's exactly what Matthew, in his gospel, which we've been looking at, he does. He gives us at the very uh, beginning why in the world he wrote. I want to read Matthew 1.1, first line of his Jesus biography. This is the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And then if you're reading, there is a list of names we cannot pronounce and we cannot remember and if you've ever thought, if you're telling a good story, why would you start there? Well, you read, need to read the end to figure it out. But he gives us the clue. Jesus is connected in relationship to David and to Abraham. So let's just look at that for a second. What's the big deal about Jesus being related? Why does that matter? Why is it that Jesus is like tied in biology? tied to a real family line. By the way, Abraham lived 1,800 years before Jesus. 1,800. I mean, you've done 23andMe or Ancestry, and you get maybe like a couple of generations back. Jesus can tie by name his forefathers almost 2,000 years, which, which is amazing. Well, what does the Bible tell us about Abraham? Where does that fit with Christmas? We're going to get there. But we do, do know this about Abraham. Abraham was connected to God. God comes to Abraham. And he says in the least likely time and space, Abraham, I want to bless you. I want to bless your family and your future. And friend, that connection at the beginning of the Jesus biography tells us exactly what you need to know if you're hoping to bring any meaning to your Christmas. Jesus is connected to a guy who heard from God and heard that God cared and God loved. And God, if he trusted him, would lead him and guide him into a place that is better than he ever imagined. And if you read the story of the Bible, that's exactly what happens. Abraham responds by saying, okay, go to the place I'll send you, God says, and he goes. And the story of Abraham is someone who simply trusts every day, every season, God's loving care and direction. 
Okay, that's the story of Abraham, and Jesus is connected to that. Then it says he's the son of David. Well, David's about a thousand years before Jesus, which again, it's, it's amazing that they can map their family tree that far back. Well, what do we know about David? Here's the funny thing. Same exact story. At the least likely time, David, who's the youngest of his kids from a no-name town and a no-name family, is called by God. Abraham, go to the place I'm going to show you. For David, it's different. These people already have a land and a leadership. And God says to David, I'm choosing you not just to lead your family. I want you to lead the whole country. Least likely guy at the least likely time hears from God a word. I want to bless you, David. I want to bless your family. I want to bless your future. And what does David do in response? We know if we read the Bible, David listens to God, trusts him, and chooses to follow his loving direction. Same exact story. So at the end of David's life, you know what it said of David? And I hope this would be said of you. David was a man after God's own heart. Now, I want you to see the tie. Abraham walked through life, allowing God to lead him. David walked through life, allowing God to lead him, not just once, but this was an all-year thing. This was a lifetime thing, and guess what? Jesus in the story of Christmas is connected precisely to that. Now, what does Matthew tell us um, what does he tell us right after the genealogy with all the names? He gives us the reason because you're wondering, okay, Jesus connected, so what? Why exactly is Jesus here and what does he plan to do? Well, if you read in uh, Matthew 1 verse 20, it says, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son. You're to give him the name Jesus, because he will, and underline this, save his people from their sins. That's how Matthew begins. Why did Jesus come? Well, Matthew tells us he's connected to people who have a lifelong relationship with God, and Jesus came to save people, to rescue people. The first reason Jesus came is he came to save us. And friends, if we miss that, we actually miss the heart of the holiday. Uh, Jesus didn't just come to give us a new way of living. He didn't just come to show us a better path to fulfillment. Jesus actually came to provide the way for you and I to live, catch this, like Abraham, in right relationship with God, hearing, listening, trusting, following, like David, listening, trusting, following, and that kind of guidance should be the normal for your life. It should be the normal for my life, and Jesus came to save us. He came to save us from our, what? Our sins, Matthew identifies. And friend, I don't know about you. Sometimes I just don't feel close to God, and that's, I think, part of all of our rhythm. And when we get to the heart of it, it's not location. Do I go to church? Do I not go to church? Uh, it's not background, you know, what's my philosophy of life and what do I use as my guide to make it through the day. At the heart of it, every one of us, uh, mom and dad, boy and girl, young and old, we've all stepped away from God's best. We've all chosen to do what we want to do. We've chosen to ignore God. We've chosen to directly disobey God. All of us have sinned, the Bible said. 
uh, says, and we've come short of God. The good news is what we learned from Matthew, you got to wait till the end. You see, he gives us the hook at the beginning. Jesus is just like Abraham and David wanting to connect people into lifelong relationship with God, except in this case, Jesus is going to provide the way. Everyone sins, sin destroys, sin disrupts. It messes up our own soul. It messes up our family. It messes up our career. It messes up our future. And friend, if we don't deal with our own personal rebellion, think about eternity. It, it, it messes up not only now with God, but future, future, future. Where will we be? A thousand years from now, we're going to be somewhere, and God in his love sends his son Jesus to bring us back home now, that we'll walk with him now and walk with him later. So, so we got to wait to the end, but hear this. The invitation given to Abraham and the invitation given to David is the same invitation that's given to everyone. Jesus came to provide life to save rescue, transform, any word you want to use makes sense there. He came to change us from being against God to with God. On our own, to be reconnected with God. And friend, it's at the end of Matthew, Matthew 26 through 28, that you see in too much graphic detail with little kids here, I don't even want to get into the details of how Jesus suffered and how Jesus died to provide a way. But I think many of us already know the story what Jesus did was he decided to take our punishment and our penalty and receive it himself. Now, this surprised everybody. Jesus' birth was a surprise. No one thought God would come this way. And, and Jesus' death was a real surprise. Because Abraham and David are good role models and all the people on that list. But here's what they can't do. They can't change anything about my status with God. They can't change anything about the internal drive that's, that's driven away from God and his presence and his love and his direction and his care. Something's wrong within. But Jesus uniquely, unlike Abraham, unlike David, who are good role models and good patterns for what it means to walk with God, Jesus uniquely can provide a way to bring us back to the way we're supposed to be. So at the end of, um, at the end of Matthew, in his last chapter, his last words, we're going to see the second thing that, that Jesus came to do. First thing is Jesus came, he came to save us. And that's why he died and rose again. And he's alive and he appeared. And it's not till the last words that Christmas fully makes sense. If you don't believe me, let's just read it together. Matthew 28, the last few words, starting in verse 18, says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go... And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you to the very end of the age. Jesus came to rescue, and I, I would hope that if you feel in your own soul that you're disconnected for whatever reason, maybe it's because what you've been doing or not doing, maybe you've never given this some serious thought, our hope and our heart, and the reason we do this is to announce and re-announce the message. You're invited. And at the least likely time, Abraham's invited and David's invited. And if you read Matthew's gospel, Matthew, the writer, was invited. And Jesus told him earlier 
hey, why don't you come and follow me? And Matthew lived this out, and he found that Jesus isn't a good teacher alone, although he is. He's actually the Savior. He's on the cross, he dies, and then he rises again, and then he announces to him, you say, well, what's the connection with, like, Christmas? Here's the connection. In the same way that God in his love spoke to Abraham and David, now uh, Jesus, the Messiah, son of David, son of Abraham, now you see the same story with new people. In other words, God said, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to lead you and guide you. What does Jesus tell his early disciples and extend to us today? Surely I am with you always, even to the ends of the age. Jesus came to save us, but more than that, he also came to send us out. Here's where Christmas comes to its climax. Not that Jesus is born, but it's that Jesus' birth and his life and his death and his resurrection now provides an opportunity, like Abraham, like David, for you and for me to be led by God and sent out into his world to do his work and the things that are in his heart. You see, when Jesus comes and he, he rescues us from within and forgives us and changes us and gives us the Holy Spirit, what happens is my desires start to change and what God wants is best for my life comes into clearer view and over time, doesn't happen in a minute, over time, you and I begin to lean in to God's desires. God wants to bless not just Abraham and David and others. He wants to bless you, your family. When you choose to follow Jesus, it begins to make an impact in the way you think and live. And, and he wants to bless your future. Not just life here with God, but life forever with God. So Jesus says, I, I'm with you always. The second thing is God said to Abraham and David, I want you to go do these things. Guess what Jesus says to his disciples? Exactly the same thing. Young people, go. And here's what I want you to do. Announce this message that the God of love who's been rescuing people through all time is now able and willing to rescue anyone who trusts in me. Go announce this news and go teach my message and go show people my way. And can I just suggest this to you? If you're a Jesus follower, the meaning of Christmas is that God sent his son so that his son can send you. You can be a sent one. So Christmas is not just about what we get and our family expression and our party. Christmas is this announcement to ourselves that the God of love who rescues us now sends us with his words into his world. Christmas means there are people for you to love. There are places for you to live out God's presence and show other people in the way you live and the way you speak and the way you treat them that God is alive and he changes us from the inside. But you know what? Um, the sad part of the story, if you read the middle of Matthew, is some chose to follow Jesus while others ignored or rejected him. And so tonight, uh, you're invited. You're invited to say yes to Jesus Christ. You're invited to receive as a gift of love and forgiveness. You're invited now. And the question is, like when Matthew was invited, will you respond? Will you respond with, yes, I, I, 
I am not worthy because of what I've done and thought and who I am. But Jesus, thank you that you see me despite my shortcomings and sins and you're willing and able to rescue me. I want your love and I ask you to now transform me from the deepest part, from the inside out. I'll be your follower. Abraham and David, before Jesus came, they answered God's call. And now because of Jesus, anyone here can answer his call and the, the invitation is extended. But friend, I can't make that for you. And, and, and I can't follow Jesus for you. I wish I could. I can't hand that to you in a package and say, here it is, take it. Uh, you, you need to hear God whispering to your own soul, I love you. And that is the story of Christmas. And then respond with, yes. Jesus, rescue me and, and then send me into your world and I wanna follow you. Tonight, I'm gonna invite you in a minute to stand and we're gonna pray and then we're gonna sing a few more songs and enjoy the rest of our Christmas Eve together. But as we do, I wonder if there are one, two, maybe three, who are here and in their own way, you know, you just know this is right, and you know this is for you, and you know that the greatest thing that you could do now is say yes. Yes to God's love, yes to forgiveness and freedom in Jesus Christ, yes to the giving of the Holy Spirit, to lead you and guide you, yes, to following Jesus in his ways, not just tonight, but every day as God enables. And if that's you, we want to help you take your next step. So I'm going to invite you to stand, if you would, right where you're at. We're going to pray, and then we're going to light up candles and, and enjoy some songs. But as we do, uh, tonight, if you're here, you feel far from God, you're actually not. Jesus is here and he loves you. He's risen from the grave and he wants to throw his arms around you, so to speak, and change you from the inside. And so we're all gonna pray together. Kids, I'm gonna ask that you pray with mom and dad, maybe hold their hand. And as we pray, if you say, Jose, I would love, I would love a new start. And I, like people of old, I trust that what Jesus did, he did for me. And I want to I kickstart this new relationship with God. Then we could do this together. We're going to pray together. And I'm going to invite those of you who want to say yes to let me know. And then we'll uh, light the candles and sing. Why don't we close our eyes if, if we could? Because it's, it's not like spiritual. It's just practical. There's so much going on. I don't want anything to distract you from the love of God. And with our eyes closed, as we pray together, I wonder... If there's someone here who says, Jose, when we pray, would you pray for me? Because I would love to take the next step in following Jesus. I want to do it tonight. Everyone, eyes closed. Before we pray, if you're here tonight and you say that to you, can you just do me a quick favor? I want to know who I'm praying for. So would you, as an act of faith, right now, on the count of three, simply lift up your hand and then I ask you to put it down and let me know. You say, tonight I want to receive God's love in Jesus Christ. If that's you, don't be ashamed. God already did everything to rescue you. All he's saying, now trust me, and I'll do the changing. One, this is the gift of God. Two, this happens when we say yes. And if that's you here tonight, one, two, three. If you could just put your hand up real quick and then put it right back down. Awesome, awesome. In the back. Anyone else? Hold it up. Yeah, in the back, in the back, inside, in the front. Yeah, anybody else? Let's just give them in all the way in the back. Yeah, over here, over there. Uh-huh, you can put it down. 
Anyone else? Fantastic. Listen, friends, if you chose to say yes, Jesus always chooses to say yes to you. Absolutely, 100% guaranteed. No matter what you've done, in Jesus is full pardon, full forgiveness. Let's pray this all together in thanksgiving. Lord Jesus Christ, let's pray it out loud. Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you for your love. Jesus, today, I choose to follow you. I'm forgiven. I'm changed. Follow you, Jesus. That's what I plan to do all the days of my life. Amen. Amen. Let's give a good big hand tonight because, friend, some of you said yes to Jesus Christ. Here's what you do. If you raised up your hand or even if you didn't, if you came with a friend on the way out, let them know. They want to encourage you. Uh, if you don't have a local church to join, you're invited uh, to come and, and worship Jesus here. But now the highlight of the night. Uh, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And then Jesus said, speaking of you, you are the light of the world. And so in the same way as we sing this next song, what we're going to do is uh, light that candle. So kids especially, when you get your candle lit, here's what you do. You just keep it up and the person next to you, they'll bring their candle over and they'll light it up. I'm going to come down here. Some friends are going to light every row. We're going to have this place lit up. Jesus is the light of the world. Therefore, we can shine his light and his love to everyone we know.